partnership with Paizo, the No Direction Network welcomes you to our PaizoCon Online 2020 seminar coverage. While you enjoy your PaizoCon Online 2020 seminar recordings, remember that these were recorded online and that some minor audio and connection issues are to be expected. They are people that run our message boards on Paisa.com, and they got the idea of getting together with a bunch of other message board uh, folks and getting together and play games, hang out, talk, and just have fun to have fun weekend. So in 2008, they got together at the La Quinta Inn in Bellevue, and about 30-some people showed up. They invited the Paiso staff to come over on the Saturday. And we all hung out with everybody, along with Wolfgang Bauer. And we had so much fun that when it came time for planning PaizoCon 2009, the Paizo staff, you know, we, we all kind of said, this is something we'd like to do ourselves. We'd like to kind of take this over. So in 2009, uh, we took over PaizoCon from Tim and Liz, and, uh, and we uh, started running it ourselves. Uh, the first couple of years, we were at the Coast Hotel in Bellevue, and then we went one year at the Redmond Town Center. And after that, we uh, were over at the Marriott in SeaTac, and finally now at the Double uh, the double Tree in SeaTac uh, near the airport. And the convention's grown from just a couple hundred people. Our first year, we ran it to you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of a thousand people showing up every year. It's great um, camaraderie, fellowship, gaming, a chance to kind of hang out with people. Um, I know we're going to all miss that this year because uh, it's something that all of you know, the Paizo employees really look forward to. But we're trying to recreate that here online through the Discord channel, being able to chat, through these seminars we're running. Um, it's just going to be a really fun, big experiment, but we're excited to see what happens. I want to thank um, the Organized Play Foundation for really stepping up uh, with this one and getting all the volunteers wrangled. Uh, we really uh, couldn't have done this without all the, the help of the volunteers. We've had you know, many, 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 many volunteers from GMs. I heard we had over 1,700 uh, games that are going to be run. Uh, all those are volunteer GMs volunteering to run the games. So thank you to them for doing that. Uh, I want to thank our friends at No Direction for helping us get this online on Twitch. Um, thank you. Uh, I want to thank a lot of our virtual tabletop licensees for stepping in to help us provide virtual tabletops for everybody this weekend, um, and just making sure that that's um, something that will, you know, there, there's a game basically for people to play. Um, I want to thank the people at Warhorn. We used Warhorn to help uh, put all the, the games, uh, hook all the gamers to the games they want to play. And so um, that, you know, Warhorn stepped up and helped us get all these people wrangled together. Um, it's going to be a fun, fun weekend. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing everybody, enjoying the seminars and such. And I'm looking forward to hearing about some of the crazy stuff people have done in their games. Uh, Next year, we hope to see you all in person and uh, see your smiling faces once more at the uh, Doubletree. 
Uh, but this year, we'll us have to make do and make this uh, memorable PaisaCon that we talked about for the ages. With that, I'm going to turn you over to the rest of the team. Have a great PaisaCon. Enjoy yourself and stay safe. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the PaisaCon Online. I'm Peyton Smith, your social media producer, and we'd like to appreciate all of you for basically being here. And uh, I'd like to kind of pass off to Tanya because she has been pretty much a major cornerstone, basically putting all this together. So, Tanya, why don't you um, tell us what's going on today? What? Lots of things. Thank you, Peyton. Uh, hi, for those that don't know me, I am Tanya Woldridge, the organized play manager at Paizo, uh, responsible for Pathfinder Society, Starfinder Society, Pathfinder Adventure Card Society, and now online PaizoCon. Um, welcome first. We are glad to have you. Uh, this was one of those projects where we unfortunately had to cancel due to real world events and then got to bring it back in and say, nope, uh, let's make something fun for our fans. So you're along for the ride with us, a whole bunch of new technology, uh, new systems, and a whole new way of doing things. So uh, while I'm sure we will have, we'll get through those really quickly and move on to the fun stuff. Uh, before we get too deep into the scheduling, though, um, we want to take a moment and get some words from our publisher and chief creative officer, Eric Mona. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Eric Mona. I'm the publisher and chief creative officer at PaizoCon. Uh, this is my 13th PaizoCon. Ah, uh, we're so thrilled that we have the opportunity through the internet to get together with everybody. You know, we had to make the difficult decision to call off the in-person PaizoCon this year. Um, we were bummed and there was like literally probably about 48 hours where there was no PaizoCon. It was just straight up like it's... I guess it's canceled. And then Tanya came to me and Lisa and others and said, well, uh, we're going to have some games online. And I thought, that's awesome. Probably a handful of games. That'll be cool. You know, a few people couldn't make it to the show will want to do the game. And then she's like, it's going to be hundreds of games. And I'm like, oh, cool. Okay. Well, you know, maybe we should have like some seminars and stuff because we have tons of stuff to announce. You know, we always schedule our year around uh, a couple of big things. And a lot of times that's convention. So this PaizoCon, we are going to announce or we were going to announce a couple of new hardcover books. We were going to go deep dive into a few new uh, adventure paths. We were going to reveal stuff about Starfinder adventure path that no one knew before. Uh, and then for 48 hours, it looked like there was going to be nothing at all. But there can be no nothing. It's PaizoCon. It is, uh, as the Memorial Day weekend grows closer and closer, we started thinking, you know what? I think, or we think we can pull this off. And with the help of No Direction, with the help of Tanya and the amazing organized play team, Alex and Peyton here on the on the, the controls, like the Wizard of Oz throughout this whole convention, uh, we're going to do it online. And so we're thrilled to have you guys with us. We've got gaming all day, pretty much every day. We've got uh, uh, live plays every afternoon and evening. We've got stuff going on on the weekend. We've got panels where we will reveal the uh, details on the upcoming Adventure Pass, where we will talk about the new upcoming hardcover books. So I am very excited. Welcome to PaizoCon. Ordinarily, this would be the first panel of the day where I'd tell you what restaurants to go to because I've done this so many times. I'd say, go across the street. Don't eat that place. Go to the 13 Coins. Great breakfast all day long. 
but none of that stuff's open either. So my recommendation for this PaizoCon is that you check the second uh, uh, shelf in your refrigerator. <laughs> Some stuff you hoarded at the beginning of this is now pushed mostly back to the back. So as long as it's not rotting, it'll be like a surprise. So go onto that second shelf of your, of your uh, refrigerator, get your dice ready to throw, and get ready to hear from pretty much the entire Paizo editorial staff over the next few days as we take a look at the year ahead. And uh, we do our best to have PaizoCon right here on your computer. And uh, that is all I got for my opening statement. I'm going to hand things back to Peyton, and he's going to talk a little bit about some of the specifics about how this thing is going to work. Peyton? Yeah. So thank you, Eric. Um, so basically, welcome once more again to PaizoCon Online. And um, it's obviously because of the, how the world is and stuff like that, and because of the saturation of the technology that's happening. We apologize if we become very slideshowy and everything else and things get pixelated and stuff. Just how you know the world it kind of is right now so we just want to apologize in advance uh, otherwise on how pretty much how the stream is going to work we have multiple panels coming through where you guys will be able to come in and they will be presenting various things a lot of amazing art a lot of amazing reveals going to be happening throughout the panels and you guys will also be able to join in on a very pretty much in-depth q a session with them all normally at the end of majority of these panels you guys will be able to submit your questions here on chat and be able to ask all the panelists various questions, maybe industry talk, what's happening in the next, what's coming up next for the other adventure paths, um, maybe maybe some insights and some of the lore that you're super into, all sorts of things. And additional to that, we'll also have at the end of, pretty much the end of the day, we'll have a lot of live plays happening, some from Glass Cannon, some from Paizo Employees, Dragons and Things are today, a lot of amazing community members and content creators that you know and love. So with that... Um, I'd like to pass it back to Tanya, who will be able to explain a little bit more of the intricacies. Is it we're all here on Twitch with you, but there's a lot more happening on the outskirts of it. Uh, there's even additional like offline panels and everything else you can go into and everything else. So I'd like Tanya to at least uh, elaborate a little bit more on that. So hi, uh, back again. Um, we've got a Discord set up. If you haven't found us already, if you visit www.paizo.com favorite website slash PaizoCon. We have an updated list of our uh, Twitch streams. You'll find our schedule there, uh, all the ones Peyton was talking about. You can also go to there and get the link to the Discord. The Discord has everything else PaizoCon you could want. It's got Ask Me Anything channels with many members of our editorial staff and a few others. Uh, we've got one from customer service. So if you want to know the ins and outs of Paizo customer service, you can come talk to Diego. However, don't uh, flood him with all of your individual requests. Those still need to go through the email to the rest of the team. Uh, we've got other panels from guest contributors, like in a normal PaizoCon. Other people offered to run things and submitted in events. So we've got some from them. We've got author-run tables from some of our society scenario uh, author, uh, authors are running their events. We've got Twitch panel discussions. So if you come back after you watch the stream on Twitch, you can put some questions in there. We'll be checking those throughout the day, see if we can elucidate a little more. Or you could just rant and tell us how wonderful what we just announced was and what you're looking forward to seeing from it. Uh, we've got a channel for the Deck of Many Worlds. Joe Passini uh, and the Starfinder team put that together, and he's going to be checking in to answer things. Speaking of Joe, him, Jason Keeley, and I believe Ron Lundeen joined the team for the puzzle hunt. It is a PaizoCon tradition. Ooh. And there are channels dedicated to it. 
contributor channel. So if you've ever written for Paizo or uh, uh, either in a hardback, softback, AP scenario, let us know and you can have your offline channel uh, to chat there, just like a normal PaizoCon where you get to pick the staff's brains and ask about uh, writing. You've got the giveaways channel. Uh, you wanna take a look for that one. After the streams, we've our partners have given us some really nifty swag to hand out. So no swag bags, but some giveaways. Uh, we also have PaizoCon after hours channels. We have a cafe, which is 18 and under and conversation will remain PG-13, we have the bar, which is, I will warn everyone, a not suitable for work channel. Uh, the moderators will be in there keeping an eye on things, but if the conversation goes a little bit bar-like, that's where to have it. We also have some pickup channel games, so if you couldn't get into anything else, and Alex will tell you more about still getting into some of the open slots and games, we can add games in there. Uh, but lots and lots of things all on our Discord. And again, you can link to it from our Paizo website slash PaizoCon. That is where everything is at. Um, but now I'm going to send it over to Alex so he can talk specifically about the games. Yes. Hi. Hello. Uh, thank you, Tanya. Uh, for those of you who have not met me yet, either uh, virtually or that's literally the only way you could have met me so far, uh, my name is Alex. <laughs> I'm the new organized play I think associate is my official job title, but someone floated agent, and I like that better, so I'm petitioning for that one. Uh, but, you know, I have been working with Tanya. I think it's better. It's more fun. Um, I've been working with Tanya, obviously, to get all of this set up, all of PaizoCon online happening, because we want this all to be happening. We have this weekend. I don't have the exact number in front of me, but I believe Lisa said something along the line of 1,700 tables, and that doesn't seem ridiculous to me. We have, I believe, somewhere in the neighborhood of 400 Fantastic volunteer GMs running tables for us. Uh, we have 1,800 players. It's crazy. Thank you all so much uh, for coming. But we have uh, so many so many games happening uh, that are there for you. Uh, many of you have noticed that while player signups are closed on the Warhorn right now, some of them still have spots. Uh, we had to leave some spots open, and we're leaving some spots open for walk-in players, players who just found out about PaizoCon today. I saw some people in the chat saying, ooh, what's PaizoCon? Um, about 30 minutes before each game, or before each game slot, uh, there is a Looking for Game channel on the Discord. If you've not joined the Discord, do that. Uh, you can go to that Looking for Game channel and say, hey, I'm looking for a high-level Pathfinder game. I'm looking for a level one Starfinder game. I've never played Starfinder before, and I want to try it out. We have an HQ moderator on duty who will help get you slotted. We've got the GMs in there who will say, hey, I've got a slot in my game. Come join me. Um, if you want to get into a game and you're not signed up yet, that is your way to do it. Um, that way we can monitor what games are happening, what games are firing, uh, and make sure that we can get everyone into as many games as possible this weekend. There are still plenty of games with plenty of slots open in uh, all of our slots. So, you know, go check them out. Uh, try out a new system. You know, try out the Adventure Card Society. Uh, try out Starfinder. Try out Pathfinder 2 if you haven't yet. Or, you know, go back to one of your old favorites, something that you've uh, played a lot in. Uh, we've got plenty of opportunities for you to play. Um, I think that was all I was supposed to talk about. Uh, Tanya gave me the boring bit. But uh, if there's anything else, I can talk about that too. But otherwise, <laughs> I'll throw it back to Tanya. I think that's all of the news from our level top down. Uh, I do want to call out uh, for those of you in the Discord, we've got a HQ moderator, uh, HQ staff on duty. So if you have any issues, you can ping that uh, role and they can help you find a game or point you in the right direction. 
We also have a fantastic event staff. They're all in there in bright green so you can find them. Uh, if you have any questions, we will be in there uh, the entire weekend, keeping an eye on things, uh, of course. So if you need us, please let us know. We are here to facilitate your enjoyment as PaizoCon, just as we would be were we in a physical space together. Uh, with that, do we have any questions that people need uh, answered at this point that we might not have gotten? Yeah, feel free, chat to go ahead and uh, do add official Paizo at us and kind of ask us some general things. Um, an additional thing that we're also going to be doing as well is several giveaways all throughout the uh, stream. Um, all throughout the week, we're going to be giving things for even stuff like this, for like Alban Gulp Coffee, to where you might be able to take it home your very own bag. So, which is, uh, it's actually pretty delicious, by the way. Like, I actually haven't, never really grinded coffee and everything else myself or got into it, but it has basically converted me for it. And um, we also have things for like Sirenscape and Roll20 and a whole bunch of different systems as well who have donated a lot of gracious gifts to kind of give to all of you. And they will be starting, and all these giveaways will be starting during the um, Kingmaker uh, panel as well, which is right after this. So stay tuned and stay in chat for your uh, chance to win a lot of amazing prizes for it. And, um, and feel free to kind of basically bring up any questions and stuff and of course the rest of the people on here with me as well if you find any questions in chat you want to answer because we want you guys to be able to be informed as much as possible about what's going on how do you get involved how do you play games you know because this is kind of for you guys you know we all want you to be here with us having a good time during this time where we all are pretty much staying home trying to keep safe and we hope you're being safe as well so and further on let's see uh if you guys want to go and start grabbing some questions see, and stuff like that I, see if you got I, one I you want to answer I see a question I can answer. Um, let me see, where, where was it? Uh, Lava being asked if uh, how to find games being run in languages other than English. Um, so if you go onto the Warhorn, I 100% did not mention this. We have a Warhorn set up for this. Uh, it's linked on the PaizoCon website. You can go to there to view the full schedule. Uh, games in other languages are tagged. All of the sessions have tags, and it'll say up at the top language and then in parentheses, whatever language it is. Uh, we've also asked the GMs of non-English language games to put in really bold font several times in their description what language it's in, just so no one can get confused. Uh, so go there, uh, check the tags for particular games, uh, and see if it's the language that you're looking for. It's probably the best way to do that. Uh, I saw a and, question. Uh, for the question um, of... Uh, sorry, uh, real quick, uh, how does the gifts and work with shipping and especially international shipping and stuff like that? Let me get you a solid answer on that one here in a moment. But for now, let's go ahead and assume that it's mostly for uh, North America, Canada, and Europe right now. Or limited U uh, coffee shipping is limited to U.S. only, uh, specifically for that. But um, there were, for shipping stuff, that's specifically kind of restricted to a certain areas. But a lot of the things we have to offer are codes that where you can go ahead and go to their website and redeem them. So pretty much international at that point for uh, for any codes and stuff like that to be able to redeem on their websites. But for really specific shipping stuff, we're going to try to stay within the uh, United States for now. And uh, Tony, you had a question. Uh, I did. Some people have asked if this would be our model going forward. Uh, we're getting through 2020. And then as a staff, we will reevaluate what 2021 looks like. You guys, as always, our fans are the first to know. Um, but we want to get through this weekend first and, and take a decompress before we make any uh, decisions. For the people asking the event code, it is on the GM Instructions channel in the Discord. So you can go to GM Instructions, and that will give you your event code for any of the games being run. First 22 minutes are going really smoothly, so all signs look forward to a great uh, virtual PaizoCon forever, I guess. Uh, who knows? 
Who knows? So far, actually, so good. I have a question. I have a question for you, Eric. Actually, what's um, oh. out of all the stuff of being in all the behind the scenes and stuff like that? What part of the um, entire event are you mostly excited for? Like, is there any special reveal that you can't you can't say it now? But a little nugget of something really special someone might be able to be super excited um, for. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really excited about some of the product reveals. You know, some of the each of the individual panels, particularly the ones that we've sort of identified as kind of the marquee panel, which is sort of that midday panel. Those often have some some pretty interesting reveals. So we'll be uh, looking at a lot of new covers, including some original Wayne Reynolds art that nobody has seen before outside of Paizo, including some stuff that really just came in, you know, a couple of days ago. It's been kind of fun. Uh, speaking of backstage, you know, we, we have... Uh, uh, we're on chat software, you know, with the whole editorial staff these days. And, and Sarah Robinson, our art director, you know, she'll she'll put up like, oh, here's Wayne's new pick uh, cover for this book. And it's like, oh, my God, can we use that for PaizoCon? You know, and so like stuff literally is coming right up to the wire. I wouldn't, you know, even be tremendously surprised if there's something that I don't know right now that we end up having time to squeeze in by, you know, Thursday afternoon or something like that. So I think there's a lot of fun surprises. I think there's uh, there's definitely um, some interesting changes uh, coming up, you know, in terms of uh, 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 the Pathfinder Adventure Path in particular, I think is some really exciting stuff, um, a little bit old and a little bit of new. And I'll leave it at that. Um, but I'm very excited about that stuff. Um, you know, it's really cool. Uh, one thing I'm, I'm excited about personally is the opportunity to, to play in some games, uh, some public games, you know, so we've got streaming games every evening here this week, you know, three, four years ago, there, there really weren't a lot of uh, online Pathfinder games. And now there's enough that we've got a whole programming track for them here at PaizoCon. So I'm excited not just to participate in a couple of those with the uh, folks from Roll for Combat, uh, and on Thursday night, and then uh, Glass Cannon on Saturday night. But I'm excited to watch everybody else's games as well, including uh, Starfinder Extreme and uh, Brand of, Band of Bravos, our two official streams uh, run by Amanda Heyman and uh, Jason Bowman, respectively. So those have been going on for a couple of weeks. If you want to kind of be right up to the, you know, to date, you might even go back and watch some of the, the archived episodes. But I'm just, I'm I'm super excited. It's PaizoCon. Yeah, and especially for those official streams as well, is that um you guys might want to be more and more in chat as the uh, weeks go on because one thing, one special thing we like to do in those streams is um with channel point system, which you guys can kind of see the channel point system below in your chat right now, and um I want you to be aware that you could save those because I don't know how much Amanda and Jason probably wants to kill off my characters in those shows because um i i'm probably gonna need your guys help because with those points you're able to redeem them for like hero points and villain points and everything else you can help the game master try to destroy us or have uh or give the players hero points to try to save the ball so i really need your guys help on this because if you've ever watched those shows and ever seen how just terrible we roll Especially when we spend a hero point, it's like, oh, I'm just going to better roll for this. And then it's a natural one. And then life just gets terrible from then on in. So definitely going to need your guys' help on that one. So please, please save your points for those. Because I'm pretty sure uh, both of those game masters ha have it coming, at least for me, Safe on pain. how much uh, I bug them every day. Yes, sir. So... um uh, uh, would a kind of a flip side of what you just said be that if people are like, 
uh, frustrated about something related to Pizacon, they could give points to the GMs in both of those games to kind of go after your characters. Is that is that a fair interpretation of what you just? I said? guess. Like, just, is this I'm safer just, example? I just want to yeah. approach everything from all angles. You know what I mean? I I wouldn't oh, suggest. Yeah. I wouldn't suggest. Yeah, su- <laughs> you know, suggest ways to. No, it is possible to completely try and destroy my character. It, you can try. You can absolutely try. So, uh, one additional, um, well, the panels on, uh, there's a question actually. Uh, will panels, uh, sorry, one more second. Apologize here. Will panels be on Twitch slash YouTube after the sessions relatively quickly, game mastering during almost all the panels? I will do my very best to try to get them up on YouTube or at least highlighted on Twitch. So, say for example, if you miss the day, you'll at least be able to come back at least on the Twitch VODs, which will be automatically available once the stream is over. And uh, you'll be able to catch up as quickly as possible. I will do my very best to get them on YouTube as quick as possible, just so you can enjoy them to their fullest and um, be able to take them in time. And especially for you, Game Master, get everyone else Game Mastering the things as well. I just want to say thank you all for at least dedicating your time to bringing joy and amazing stories and adventures to everybody, you know, virtually online. You know, especially with all the virtual tabletop partners, everything else, and all the new, new ones that have basically come out at that time. It's been amazing. I've been looking at all of them, and they're all awesome so far. And, um, and Tony, you want to touch on a little bit on basically um, some of the game masters and stuff and everything else, and like how they get involved in it and on how, um, you know, generally on how all of that works, really, on basically, hey, these are all the amazing game masters. This is how they set this up for you guys in a way and touch more and organized plays in case people who are new might not know what it is and how they can get involved. Organized play, yeah. The global uh, campaign for Pathfinder society star society and the pathfinder venture card society uh it is at paizo.com slash organized play and for your number come on over play a game we've got a entire discord on now that's running games 24 7 365 uh so it's pfschat.com we'll get you into that discord server so con is over if you need more games you can join in there uh, right, visiting GMs for Origins uh, Overflow because we had so many games submitted to our, our Origins of June that we actually, and so we are running a Overflow event with all of those extra GMs. Uh, we will be putting up information uh, in a PaizoCon or Paizo blog here soon about Gen Con GM, getting that one up as well. So we can keep your online conventioning going. From here to Origins to Gen Con to Virtually UK. And I haven't thought much about August after August yet. So, <laughs> so uh, we'll and then we'll probably, I think, have a few more to add into that list. But uh, if the bug bites you here and you enjoy the games in our environment at PaizoCon Online, we can find more games for you. Never fear. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. But, uh, some questions in the chat presentation this year because we've spread it out over panels over the entire week. So every day has a marquee panel from 12 to 2 that is kind of the theme and the focus of the day. Rising and putting information onto our blog is over about what's talked about. So if you miss the panel for any reason, you can check out the blog on paizo.com. Uh, but then we also have two other panels every day and a live play uh, evening Pacific time. I, I will caveat this that every time I say is based around our Seattle ish 
that we have our Paizo offices in. So uh, if you come in 10 o'clock in the morning, the panels start. Our first game at noon today, Alex, can you give me the thumbs up that I've got that right? Yep, yep, yep. noon today. Yep, and then they run. Uh, what's our, our game schedule look like, Alex? Uh, so after the games start today at noon, they will begin every six hours until the last session starts 6 a.m. Seattle time on Sunday. So 12, 6, 12, 6 is when they'll start. Okay. So, yeah, if you come in, like you said, a half an hour ahead of time, so 11.30, we'll help you get in, 30, uh, in the evening. We'll help start getting people set up for those ones. Uh, but we'll we'll find a game for you, and then we'll punch you to the next online available game so you can keep playing. Uh, organized play is great anywhere in the world. So you'll build up your character's uh, experience here online for the next few months while we're distancing. And then when we start playing back in friendly local game stores or schools, clubs, any of our other venues, we start having physical games again. These characters will go into those physical games and you'll be able to continue with your same character or start a new one because why not? New characters. If you don't have the collection, always, you always got to have a new one uh, this time. Uh, I, I, I always start with druids, but I think I'm ready for a rogue. So... Okay, so with that, um, I think that overall we've kind of like covered the majority of stuff for PaizoCon. And so like remember, if you always need to uh, get an update on the schedule, do exclamation point PaizoCon, and you'll get yourself a link to all the Twitch panels and stuff like that. So you can always be informed along with the offline image and stuff like that. We'll also have the uh, thing as well. I'll also try to add in additional little areas just so you can kind of be informed on where all the scheduling is. And um so with that, I don't think we have really much else to do. I think we can go ahead and transition it off here so we can go ahead and get ready for the next p- panel for Kingmaker, which will start uh, a little further on in throughout the day. So unless you guys have anything major to do or add on to, uh, do you guys have anything anything else you want to say to everybody else online before we might transi- transition it off here to a beer pack screen and get ready for our next seg- segment? I'm sure the players will hear from me plenty this week on the Discord. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. And um, which is a quick question for you: Do you have any? Um, say, for example, they do have any questions or are curious about anything, Alex? So where would they go? Uh, yeah, the Discord is your best bet. If you have questions, go there. Um, if you've got game questions, like, hey, how do I build this character? I don't understand this rule. Someone explain it. Throw it up there. The community will help you out. If you have PaizoCon-specific questions, uh, post them on there. Someone will help you out. Myself, one of the other event coordinators. Um, if you've got other questions, you can tag the HQ moderator on duty if you think that there's uh, something weird happening. Um, but yeah, otherwise, just go there, ask questions. People will help you out. One of the event coordinators will help you out. We, we've built a wonderful community that's willing to help our players out. So all of your questions can be answered there and likely already have. I just want to remind people that uh, we are going to be posting sort of daily blogs as well. So if you miss the marquee seminar for each day, uh, shortly thereafter, there will be uh, some summaries posted on paizo.com that you can check out. So uh, if you see an awesome, you know, Wayne Reynolds image flying through the, the presentation uh, during the uh, during one of the seminars, uh, chances are you'll be able to check out a, a nice uh, full version of that on the blog a little bit later that day. So look forward to seeing you guys uh, in the chats, on the Discord, and on the blog. 
Yes. Cool. And with that, I think we go ahead and go ahead and transition out of here. And uh, the No Direction True or No Direction Crew can go ahead and transition out and introduce themselves at the same time, uh, possibly later on today. I'd appreciate that. So thank you, everybody here for joining us for PaisaCon Online. We'll hope to see you guys later on. Hope to see you guys at the Kingmaker panel. <laughs> Bye, see you guys everybody. next time. And we are back. <laughs> this is PaizoCon Online, presented by Paizo and hosted by us, No Direction. Ryan, who's No Direction? Well, I'm No Direction. I'm Ryan Costello. And I'm Jefferson. You're No Direction. Yes, I'm Jefferson J. Thacker, also known as Param. We're also joined by... I'm Vanessa Hoskins, friend of Mara. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, I just got the reminder that I was supposed to make sure that I wasn't late for my plane to get to Pazza wow. uh, last week. Oh, jeez. This would be the plane leaving the original uh -huh, unfortunate yeah. uh, live event mm -hmm. that got canceled. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, uh, someone in chat those. pointed out that I got a haircut. That is one of my pre pisocon traditions of getting a nice haircut right before. My other pre pisocon tradition is getting a Canadian last meal before i leave so either puts in or in this case tim hortons so i picked this up at about 11 o'clock today oh. to try and keep as many paisocon traditions alive as possible oh man i couldn't get my pre-paisocon haircut because my state hasn't let them open up yet so we're we don't we're not allowed to get haircuts unless we do it ourselves well yeah, luckily my here. wife gives me every other one of my haircuts anyway so we're oh. already fully equipped for uh for most of this lockdown and we need to report you to some mounties what? For getting a haircut. But well, let's take it back a second and say we are no direction. For anyone that doesn't know, we were mentioned by Lisa and Eric during the live stream, and we appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Yes, we are the Pathfinder News Reviews and Interviews podcast, and we're a member of the No Direction Network, which is a network of Starfinder, Pathfinder, Paizo fans, gamers in general. And that includes, of course, Vanessa. Vanessa, why don't you tell people what you do for the No Direction Network? Um, I am one of the backup producers. Obviously, Param is our main technical person on here, but when he can't make it or when we need to split duties, I'm usually the person who's also running all of the tech. Um, so I'm, I'm the, the second technical person. Um, also for the network, I GM Stellar, our actual play podcast for Starfinder, where they're running against the Aeon Throne. So I'm the producer and GM of that show. Uh, I also have a guest spot on Adventurous, one of our other uh, actual play podcasts set in uh, Pathfinder First Edition, where they're playing War for the Crown. So I have a lot of little actual play uh, and, and behind-the-scenes technical things. And what would people know you for outside of No Direction Network? So outside the network, um, I am a major Paizo contributor. Uh, I have written several organized play society scenarios, uh, lots of stuff for the design team and various hardcover and softcover books over the years. Um, and I even have an adventure path out under the Starfinder line. And if you stick around this weekend, you might hear some more of my daring exploits. So that'll be fun. Well, you also wrote one of the specials that I played at PaizoCon, like, what five years ago? I did. Yeah, I wrote the um, I wrote eight ninety nine for Pathfinder First Edition, uh, the Solstice Scar, and uh, parts I guess A, B, and C or A, B, A and B. It's sort of weird how they split it up, but the first three acts essentially, or four acts, I wrote, and uh, that was a fun, weird, experimental thing. They like they like to give me experimental stuff a lot of the time, which <laughs> I feel nice about. At least the organized play people do, where they're like. Hey, so we've never done a multi-part special before that's modular. Can we do that? Sure. 
Um, we've never done uh, like an evergreen for higher levels, and and so I put together the almost infamous Tome of Righteous Repose for first edition, which is a basically build-it-yourself dungeon for GMs in organized play, where they get to go and go like, ooh, I get to use all these pieces to make a dungeon. So, yeah. Param, what do you do for the No Direction Network? And specifically, what are you doing that is making these PaizoCon seminar coverage panels possible? Uh, well, I am the director of production for No Direction. I... Uh, I'm the primary tech. I do most of the streaming duties. Uh, v helps me out. And now we've got a few more hands on deck that are making that happen, including some exciting new podcasts on our network. Um, and for this, I am the primary tech making the stream happen uh, for the panels. Um, so when you are seeing everyone uh, talk and chat and make all these cool announcements. It is a crew of No Direction in the background helping getting all this organized. And Peyton, of course, helping us oh so much to make sure that we have everything coordinated, organized, and answered. We also have to thank the uh, Paizo art staff for putting together all these frames for us. So I didn't have mm -hmm. to. I, I had to make the Come last here. ones. And it's a lot of work. It's a whole lot of work. <laughs> and when I heard they were going to do it for us this year, I was like, oh my gosh, yes! Thank you. Goodness. Uh, so you're going to uh, also, you know, see me and my beautiful face uh, between panels um, uh, for a little while. Uh, and also we're just, you know, making sure that all the announcements and everything's get to you as clearly and uh, as stably as possible. And in these COVID-19 times, that's uh, as possible. We need some emphasis. <laughs> yeah, so some people in the chat are asking what's going on with the schedule because the Welcome to PaizoCon panel, it it went half an hour of the two-hour time slot. And so that is one of the other things we're going to be doing. We are the, uh, the, the backup panel, basically. When one panel ends, the next panel will go on when it is scheduled to. And instead of just, uh, you know, a void, they, they are filling that void with us, the No Direction podcast, Ooh. talking about yeah. PaizoCon, talking about whatever cool stuff can uh, come to mind. For whatever amount of time we have to fill. Yes. Basically, you get to geek together with us during these interim moments where we get to just gush about all the cool stuff happening at PaizoCon. Now, so far, there haven't been any announcements that we're allowed to talk about, but they're going to be. And when they do, we're going to be right here with you, super excited, mm -hmm. just just cheering on all of the cool announcements. There, there are two things I look forward to most with every PaizoCon. The after banquet trivia, because that is amazing. Yeah. And uh, the one thing I'm going to miss so much this year. Um, but the other thing I really look forward to is the Just Getting Back episode for PazoCon. When, I, ironically, I get to spend more time talking with my crew than I usually get to at a convention. Because we are all so busy at a convention. And instead of having to wait until after the convention to talk with uh, the crew here, there's going to be Paizo guests joining us between these panels a bunch as well. And of course, we'll be able to answer questions from the chat <laughs> and uh, anything that you all wish to talk about. Uh, I'm just looking forward to geeking out about all these announcements and fun things because we are incredibly uh, big fans of Pathfinder and the Starfinder and other such awesome stuff that gets produced here and announced here at PaizoCon. Now you've alluded to a couple of times that even though this is the first PaizoCon online, this is not your first PaizoCon online rodeo, so to speak. No, no, this would actually be my third PaizoCon in person. Now, traditionally, Ryan, you are our uh, main PaizoCon 
um, organizer. Uh, these last couple of years, we've uh, do, been doing like a lot of coverage together. And then, of course, the live streaming. This is probably not the first time you've seen us if you've been watching the Paizo Online Con coverage. We usually supplement the live conventions uh, mm-hmm. instead of having to organize the uh, the main events, so to speak. Yeah, Jay Franklin is in chat saying this is how he usually watches the PaizoCon seminars. Okay, fantastic. Uh, well, then we're glad to have you back. Uh, Treat NB wants to know if the trivia is still happening this year. I'm not aware of it, but that's not saying it isn't. My entire focus for this past month and a half has been how in the world are we going to make this happen? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we've been crossing all the T's, dotting all the I's, sending up spreadsheet after spreadsheet, making sure everything's organized, mm-hmm. everything's ready to go, everything's tested, mm-hmm. uh, so that we can bring you this awesome coverage, even though we're all, you know, being safe and staying home like we're supposed to. Yeah, uh, Alex Chilver in chat asked, told us to do the first review of Wayfinder number 20, which came out this morning. Yeah. And <laughs> I really appreciate your faith in us that we were able to do all the stuff <laughs> we would had to do to manage PaizoCon online and read Wayfinder number 20. I couldn't even download it. I tried. I was having trouble. And I'm like, well, that's all the time I can spend on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very popular. People love the Wayfinder. Um, I know I actually published in it way back when um, and haven't recently making room for all the other upcoming authors and writers and freelancers out there that want to want to get their name in print and want to get their stuff out there. Uh, but they're still running it and it's still great issues. And I do flip through it for ideas and for content and there's some great stuff in there. So Timidius is in chat. So Tim Nightingale, the editor in chief of Wayfinder, he is reminding mm-hmm. people that Wayfinder number 20 is now available to read. I, uh, all right, I'm trying, I'm mentally doing my schedule in my head. I'd like to be able to read it to review before Friday, but <laughs> that is not a promise. That is a a hope mm-hmm. and a goal. Yeah. But for any of you who are able to have you know some time to read uh, any time during uh, this convention, you absolutely should go get Wayfinder. It is available on Paizo.com. Look for the Paizo Fans United group. They are the ones that put this together. And Timidius, who's in chat, uh, Tim Nightingale, he actually has a very special role for PaizoCon. He's the founder, or yes. co-founder. Yes. Mm-hmm. Back when PaizoCon was a weird, crazy idea that fans put together and invited Paizo to, uh, Tim Nightingale was one of the crew and, and primary motivator in making that happen. And then he has gone on to uh, help uh, lead the charge with Wayfinder and making sure that that gets, continues to be produced, the fan magazine for all things Pathfinder and Starfinder. And honestly, one of the very first places that a lot of people that you see in the credits of Pathfinder uh, published material get some of their first exposure. Well, and I know Crystal Frazier, who uh, is our GM on Adventurous and, of course, used to work at Paizo. She has done articles in Wayfinder that then she uses the basis for material she wrote at Paizo and it became official Paizo canon mm-hmm. or Pathfinder canon. And so a lot of the stuff in Wayfinder, like it's got an amazing pedigree to the contributors that have uh, contributed to it. And I'm super glad the number 20 came out today because mm-hmm. like, like picking up Tim Hortons this morning, I want this to be as close to the normal PaizoCon experience and finding a wayfinder in the, 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 the swag bag on the first mm-hmm. day of PaizoCon is always a delight. Yeah. Before the, uh, before everything went live, we saw somebody asking about the swag bag in, in, in chat. Um, that that's, that's, that's wayfinder. Go, go get it. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely 
Yeah, go download that, look through it. Uh, there's a lot of people that put a lot of work to give you some great content, mm -hmm. expanding the world of, uh, of Galarian here and beyond, as it would be uh, in the future in the Starfinder universe, where they've, they've sort of planted themselves recently. So, uh, yeah, there's some fantastic, not just rules content, but short stories, character builds, uh, items, spells, all sorts of stuff, mm. all sorts of content. Um, even just gazetteers that go through like, oh, here's a weird asteroid in the diaspora and what might be in there. Like they have all sorts of stuff. So mm. fantastic. It's a hundred percent free. They do all this work free. and it's organized and it's just given away as an awesome fan product. And it's been a Pazocon tradition for years and years and years and go get it. Oh man. Gee, what are some of your Pazocon traditions? Um, I like the big couch, honestly. Uh, that's one of my biggest traditions is that uh, at the Doubletree Hotel, there is this big couch that you can just sit on and talk to writers, developers, uh, GMs, you know, five-star GMs or whatnot for Pathfinder Society and just talk about the game and just just relax. And that's one of my favorite parts, you know, grab a drink from the bar and just go go hang out. Um, I remember last year when I went, I specifically, and, and a lot of years when I go, I try not to get my schedule too full. You know, I know at Gen Con, I'm like running from here to there and every minute is accounted for. But at PaizoCon, I like to just sit and relax mm -hmm. with a drink in my hand, preferably a bright blue one, <laughs> uh, and just chat with people and just engage with the community. And I think that's the beauty of PaizoCon. Now, this year, because we can't just have the big couch, that's what this is for. That's what our Twitch channel's for. And Discord channel, to get too. Get in there and, and the Discord channels. Yes, absolutely. Get in there on Discord, get on the Twitch channel and just... And just talk to people, just hang out. This is this is what we're all doing this week. So you know, if if you had questions for people, now is the time to ask them because everyone is engaged. So, so we do have a question from Severin Lariat. What was the biggest tech headache y'all have had to deal with getting all of this sorted? Oh, that's that's not fair to ask me. <laughs> oh my gosh, no. So I have an answer. Oh, I will say that most of my tech headaches have been taken care of. Uh, but I'm gonna. I have two answers because mm -hmm. they're two different things. The first one uh, is just is is Param set up all this great OBS stuff. But OBS as a as a broadcasting software that a lot of streamers use. Um, but it's very specific to your computer, so it's fantastic. But I got it, and it's like, hey, does it work? And I'm like, kind of. <laughs> Everything's there, but I have to like relink to all my assets and all my files. So that was kind of fun. But really, that was so minor, like because Param's done so much great work to get this all set up uh, that it was, you know, 15, 20 minutes of linking to files and I'm basically done. So that was fantastic. I'd say the biggest, biggest problem I had, though, was that my really nice laptop that I usually stream on uh, died about three weeks ago. Uh, and so I had to buy a whole new rig. So this is a brand new computer that's only been up and running for about a week that I'm running on today. So didn't you mention? Are you still getting to know each other? Uh, a little bit, but I'm I'm I have I've played with her enough that I know that she's reliable. So did the did the old computer actually catch fire? I mean, were there actual flames involved? There were uh, there was no actual flames, but there was definitely smoke. Like I, oh. I smelled an acrid burning oh, wow. smell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, technology runs on smoke. When you let oh. it out, it stops working. Yeah, it needs to stay in there. If you smell it, that means it escaped. That's no good. It's yeah. I was gonna make all right. I'm making an Eberron reference that it's it's Eberron technology where your engines are fueled by a captured fire elemental. Mm -hmm. Except instead of yeah, fire right. elementals, it's gremlins, and that's why it always breaks. <laughs> So I got myself so a brand new computer, lots of RGB, uh, rainbows everywhere. So many so that I, I named the thing Rainbow Road. Uh, because, 
It is fast. It was built in a state of frenzy and panic. Uh, and it is just like, it is so amazingly fast. So it's <laughs> Rainbow Road. Yeah. Whereas my technical issues, I am so hands off technically that uh, basically it, it's daytime. So I've got a window behind my screen and it was showing through. So I had to stuff my window with pillows. That's the extent of my technical <laughs> issues. We're not used to broadcasting during the day. Yeah. I was a little worried at the pre-stream uh, that, uh, that Peyton was going to give up all hope on us when I said, oh, Ryan will be here. He's got to go get a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> Pillows, oh first of all. That's a big window. But no, no, it's just... I'm back. I'm here. Hello. <laughs> You're good. You're fine. Uh, what do you... No, uh, oh, go ahead, Gar. Uh, we have a... Uh, GM Lamplighter asked, uh, what do we use for broadcasting software? Um, and I am currently using OBS Studio version 24.0.3 64-bit for Windows, as well as Voice Meter Banana... Uh, and a VB audio cable and a few other knickknacks and plugins um, uh, to make things like the closed captioning work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm also using OBS, um, although I just upgraded to version 25.0.8, so mm. hopefully that doesn't cause any undue <laughs> problems. But uh, the test I ran earlier um, on my very not subscribed to Twitch channel, um, which is fine, it's just there for testing mostly right mm. now. Uh, but uh, the one we did this morning was, was perfectly fine and smooth, so I'm uh, I'm feeling feeling very confident. Yeah. You had me worried a little bit when I said, "Oh, is it green yet?" And you said, "It's blue." It's blue. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> should it be? Is blue a color? Is blue a color? Well, like we were saying, we were. Um, I had to relink all these assets, right? And so I was using a lot of copy and paste, copy and paste, copy and paste. And I guess when I went to copy the, uh, there's these like stream keys these like super long strings of random characters that sort of link you to your actual twitch stream and when i pasted it in there i guess i hadn't actually copied it properly because it put in this big like path uh mm -hmm. to a file i was trying to get to and so i and and the way it works is it tries not to show it on your screen just to make sure you know in case I don't, someone's watching and like, <laughs> gonna steal your twitch stream so when i pasted it, i didn't realize it was wrong it was trying to stream to like a folder on my hard drive that doesn't work yeah. um yeah, yeah she, finally she, got everything working. That's that's the equivalent of rolling a one on your computer's check in Starfinder. Masaro twenty thousand one hundred since their first time getting to watch KD live. They're usually in the middle of the night there. So where is there, Masaru? <laughs> yeah, where are you watching us from? Actually, that is one of the coolest parts. Can I just say about having a PaizoCon online? It's like the silver lining on this cloud. You know, of like, oh, you can't go in person, which sucks. But that means that people from all over the world get to participate mm -hmm. in something they often can't because it's, you know, you got to go to Seattle. Um, even folks in the States are, you know, they're on the East Coast or whatever, travel's expensive. And there's folks I know that are like, I've always wanted to do PaizoCon, but I can't because of travel or time off work or whatnot. And now they can participate and it's fantastic. So Masaru is from France. Right. Uh, Talfried is from Berlin. Sir Olibali is from Germany. Uh, Drenzior says Canada, which you know is a pet peeve of mine. Where in Canada, Drenzior? We're a gigantic country. Narrow it down. <laughs> you oh, tell wow, us. people you are <laughs> replying so quickly, I'm losing them. We've got people from Poland, Portugal, Spain, South Wales, Denmark, Vancouver. See, there's something specific. Uh, Russia, for, uh, which is Baskinator, is from Russia. Uh, we got PFAN196 from Michigan. I'm not sure which one's Steve colder. Right from now. Ottawa? Hey, we got Poland. We got someone from Poland. 
Manchester, UK, California. Woohoo! I'm a California Texas? girl. Earth. Earth. Oh, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad someone's coming from Earth. You know, in the grand scheme of things, that's pretty accurate. Okay, I mean it's accurate, mm. but it's, it's like also kind of suspicious. More. It's like, hello, I am from Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Mm. I used to live there. How much threefold conspiracy have you been playing? None, but that is definitely a Starfinder adventure path that I've had my eye on for oh. several reasons. Uh, one of them is, what is it, the Chimera Conspiracy is the first part? Or the Chimera something? Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, and Jason Keeley wrote the first part. Mm-hmm. And you wrote a part of it, Vanessa. I did. I wrote part five, the Cradle Infestation. Very cool. Was it fun oh, writing? Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, one of the things that was a... Um, a challenge. I'm gonna spoil a little bit. At the part sorry. of the adventure path, <laughs> Silver Knight says they're from Sandpoint. Anyway, sorry. Continue. I mean, Sandpoint, really? It's possible. Seriously, I mean, <laughs> uh, Earth is connected to Galarian, but that means Sandpoint. I was convinced it would have been crushed by giants in the. What are we thinking here? It's a uh, hundred and ten years, or a hundred years? No, it's a hundred and ten years since a uh, hundred. And 13, yeah, 113 years uh, since the last time we checked in on Sandpoint and that portal was open. So if you snuck in when that was uh, linked together, um, good on you. Uh, I'm surprised you survived. And uh, if you're under a curse, please blink twice. We still won't see it. (laughs) We still won't see it. All right. So apparently Sandpoint is a real real place in Idaho. I did not know that. Anyway, we've cut you off like five times. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. (laughs) Well, okay, so I, I want to tell you this, because this is like a challenge. So my part, uh, now that everyone's had time, no spoilers ahead. For part five, by that point, you are wanted by the officials. So you can't just go to a store. So a lot of times in adventuring, you get all this loot, you get all these credits or gold or whatever the system has, and you would just like, hey, go to a big marketplace and upgrade your guns and upgrade your uh, armor, maybe buy some more consumables. But you couldn't do that. So here I am going, well, how do I give... The players essentially loot, because usually you give them loot, and if they don't like it, they sell it, and they buy what they want. But now I can't do that. So I had to come up with some creative ways to give players loot to continue upgrading their equipment and, and stay up with the curve without, you know, them being able to go to a store. So that was that was a challenge, having to think around that box, especially because Starfinder is very equipment dependent. Mm-hmm. Is it a spoiler to say, at least uh, allude to the workaround? Uh, sure. So one of the things you can do in Starfinder is you have these, this like gray sludge that you build everything out of. So what I ended up doing is putting some like small containers of that. There's one part where there's like a crate of it. Um, and it's like kind of a big loot drop. It's like, oh, you go in and there's just a barrel full of gray sludge that you can use crafting skills to make whatever it is you want. Uh, and that way, yes, you have to have crafting skills. Yes, you have to have time to take to, you know, actually make the stuff. But at least it's like, here, go, make whatever you need. Uh, and that was a, a big way around it. Speaking of gray crafting sludge, I've been very much using some gray sludge to try to custom print my Pathfinder Society character uh, in anticipation of when I will get to use it in person again because a little plastic mini, not so useful on Roll20. Um, but... Are you doing any, or either of you doing any online gaming uh, this week? So that was actually a question I was just getting from uh, Akadenza, and we might be too busy, but are you playing in any games at all? I don't have anything scheduled. Uh, just 
balancing because this is now not my vacation so i've still got my regular work and my home life to balance plus uh more home life stuff than usual so uh i have not committed to any games i actually was happy to hear in the welcome to pisacon that there is a pickup game room and i might check that out but officially i doubt i will get any pisacon gaming in Oh, uh, I, I hope to get some in, but I'm basically glued to this streaming rig until PazoCon's over. <laughs> um, I may or may not get to do some Fire Emblem on my phone, uh, which is what I usually do waiting in line at a real PazoCon in the event that there isn't a nearby comfy couch with a game designer. Uh, so at least I'll have that experience but there's not going to be a Starbucks at the end of it to uh, make it all so super familiar. <laughs> That's true. Well, I am playing, uh, I'm actually running to at least two games this weekend, and I'll get to the at least in a moment. So um, because working full-time doing PaizoCon just wasn't enough work for me, apparently, uh, I signed up to run two different games, one on Thursday morning and run, one on Saturday morning, at least morning for me. Uh, it's like 6 a.m. Paizo time. It's like super early. Um, but depending on where you live, maybe it's in your afternoon. And I'm running two different games of Scions of the Five Winds, mm -hmm. which is an adventure I wrote myself to mm -hmm. highlight the legendary Kineticist class. Uh, it's essentially legendary games take on the Kineticist for second edition. Uh, they did a legendary Kineticist for first edition, and uh, uh, I'm writing the legendary Kineticist for second edition because I love that class. It's so much fun. Um, and I have uh, all pregens, so you get to play one of five different, uh, maybe seven if I get around to making the last two, uh, different pregenerated characters that represent all the different elements you can play. Uh, and they get to battle it out in a place called Convergence, which is a, uh, a temple to the elements, essentially, uh, where things have gone a bit wrong. So I'm going to run <laughs> that a couple times as a neat like, sneak peek preview to what the class is going to be like. And uh, I might, I might even run a few pick-me-up games this weekend. Since the streams only go through the end of the week, uh, I found out, wait, I thought I was going to be busy all weekend. Apparently I have time. Uh, it's a little late to get it on the schedule, but I might run some pick-up games. So if you're hanging out this weekend, take a look for that. Maybe you can play. So I got a question in chat from who streamed this. They're saying that uh, it's been announced. The authors of Lost Omens Legends was announced, and I did contribute to that. They want to know if I'm excited if they mentioned my work this Friday. So um, months ago, Luis Loza, in an interview with Roll for Combat, went into a lot of detail about my specific contribution to it. And uh, I think that's basically freed me up that if I wanted to, I could have been talking about it this whole time. But... I don't want to accidentally say something more than I should have said, so I've been playing it extremely safe and not talking at all about my contribution to Lost Omens Legends. But that is a hardcover that's coming out this year, and I contributed to it. It's my first contribution to Second Edition, my first contribution to Paizo in a long time. And I am excited to see what uh, it looks like on the other end of the development pass and see what people think of it. And yeah, actually, I hadn't even thought about it, but it would be cool to see what the, is said about it, if anything, at the panel, uh, I believe the last panel of PaizoCon, right? On Friday? Pathfinder Adventures? No, that's not it. It's not an adventure. Uh, huh. Probably World of Galarian. That's the one Luis is on. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that'll be the first one on Friday. So the Friday, uh, 1 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, no, sorry. 10 p.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Pacific. Oh, my goodness. Time zones are really messing me up lately, guys. <laughs> 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Oh, cool. 
Well, speaking of, let's take a quick look at the schedule so that people can see what may be coming up that they may be interested in. Uh, we have, of course, today is Tuesday, and we are going to have the Welcome to PuzzleCon online panel, which you just saw! Uh, after that, coming up here at 12 p.m. Pacific, which is 3 p.m. Eastern for us. We're all in Eastern. That's why we keep thinking in Eastern times. Um, uh, you, we will have the Kingmaker Adventure Path panel, and it is today's marquee panel. The marquee panels are where there may or may not be exciting news announced. Also, I'm super, oh. super pumped for that Kingmaker adventure path panel because i desperately have wanted to uh, run that i've never had the chance and since playing through the kingmaker video game i've been extra wanting to run it and to see it ported over to second edition uh is mm -hmm. is, is just absolutely irresistible uh after and that it should be pointed out it is absolutely it's about the adventure path the print product that's coming out it's not about the video game right Right. Uh, the one being done by Legendary in, in partnership with Pazzo. And it's got a PF1 P, uh, uh, conversion through a bestiary and a 5th edition conversion through a bestiary. Which means they're putting that thing out with support for three game systems at once. So that's ambitious. Uh, and Well, that's Legendary yeah. Games has been doing a lot of 5e and 1e support even mm -hmm. since the launch of 2e. Oh yeah, absolutely. Legendary, as, uh, if, if anybody can do it, it's definitely Legendary. And their stuff has always been top-notch. Uh, up next is Secrets of the Starfinder Universe at 2 p.m. Pacific time, and that will be running until 4. And then, after the uh, panels sign off, the, tonight's live play, starting at 4 p.m. Pacific, will be the Dragons and Things live play, where they will be playing Pathfinder 2nd Edition from 4 p.m. Pacific until 7 p.m. Pacific. Now, you did just put up the schedule, Parent, for everyone to see, but someone in chat was asking, how do you see the schedule again? Uh, ShanWolf01. And Paizo's actually set up something really cool. If you just do exclamation point PaizoCon, then a link to the schedule shows up in the Twitch chat. Mm -hmm. yep. That's really neat. Uh, yeah, I had no idea you could do that. Yeah. Uh, and expect you know me to put it up every so often and continue to hype what's coming up because you all need to see this. Uh, mm -hmm. Even if this is just in the uh, side... Uh, screen while you are doing your work emails, as we have seen a couple of our chatters mention that uh, what they're doing with us right now. Hey, uh, working from home is an interesting experience for a lot of us. And for those of you from the future who are viewing this uh, uh, in the archives on YouTube or on Twitch, or you're listening to the podcast over at nodirectionpodcast.com versions of these, uh, we very much want you to know that it's because of COVID-19's pandemic and all of us in 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 basically lockdown to uh, to make sure that we all get to be healthy, and it would be extremely unhealthy for a bunch of us to get on airplanes and then go huddle really close together in the middle of Seattle during the middle of a pandemic that is also very much in Seattle, and that is why PaizoCon is online this year. Yeah, I think for people in the future, if you just say, if you're wondering why we're doing this like this, it's 2020. Oh, wonderful. People will know. People will remember. Yeah. Australia's on fire. We forgot because a pandemic yeah. happened. Oh, my gosh. 
Yeah. So, I mean, that's definitely worth reiterating. So people uh, in the future, if you are listening to this, it's because you got our stream where we record all the panels mm -hmm. and release them as audio podcasts after the fact. Mm -hmm. So that you can always go back and listen to it on your favorite podcatcher while you're driving to and from work across the country to visit your very favorite friend you never saw in months, mm -hmm. all sorts of ways. So uh, we are here for you just as we have been for the past several uh, giant paizo based conventions to record all of the audio content that we can and get it to you uh, in your home and in your hand and for those of Speak you listening to us from the packed worlds and you're wondering what we're talking about don't worry about mm. it it's the gap it's the gap <laughs> <laughs> fantastic Actually, Param, so traditionally we don't release the little banter segments in between the panels. What do you want to do this year? Are we archiving these somehow or is this oh, really? Oh, we are totally got to catch these. It? I'm going to put these oh, on nice. YouTube or, or yeah, YouTube and, and we'll see what mm. we'll do with them in podcast format. But I mean, we uh, and you all will want to stick around. This is the only one of the between banter segments that we do not have a special guest scheduled. Uh, we will have uh, Paizo and community members in here to chat and talk about cool things. Uh, usually what was just talked about at the panel, we will get in the announcements that were made at the panel. We will get to have some nice conversations with some special guests from that panel. And of course, give you all a chance to get more questions in as we keep you all entertained while we wait for the next exciting community talk at PaizoCon Online 2020. On the topic of cool Paizo, or chatting with cool Paizo folk, Jason Bowman's in the chat right now, and he wants to remind us about the Murder Hornets. Oh, and he dear. suggests that they are at the PaizoCon Hotel right now, having their own con. Oh, no! Cowgirl Steve says that it's probably Hornet Con. Yeah, and Fry Guy's like, I don't want to go to Hornet Con. <laughs> I don't want to go to Hornet Con. Why would we want to do that? Yeah, there's a lot of cons that I'm jealous I don't get to, but Hornet Con is not one of them. Oh, man. <laughs> We, we, we do not want. We're reenacting threefold conspiracy. Now we're reenacting Attack of the Swarm. Starfinder's having a wonderful <laughs> time this year. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh man! What? There's some really. They managed to make the online card game organized play happen this year. I know that that was oh. in the air. I was super excited. The new version of the card game is so much fun. It fixes a whole lot of the problems. Uh, not that the, the first one was super fun too, but there was a little bit of things that I, I am glad they improved with the next one. Uh, and, okay. and so uh, the new version of the card game, go check it out and play it if you haven't. They're using, uh, I think I saw it on Tabletop Simulator. Uh, there may be other options. There's a whole guide on how to play it online. Uh, go play card game if you get the chance. It's so much fun. And usually at PazaCon is one of the few times that I get to play it with a whole bunch of people. Okay, so that does intrigue me because I've played the card game a few times and it it was just one of those not for me things. Mm -hmm. I you know I had various things about it that I was like, I don't know, it's it's fine. Mm -hmm. Um so I'm really intrigued about this new version. If if you're saying that it's 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 significantly better and more engaging mm -hmm. then I'm I might have to give that a shot. I mean, we saw I'm usually a skeptic. A lot of the things that it does, we kind of saw near the uh, tail end of uh, some of the like, the later adventures, and they, and a lot of it was inspired by what the organized play team has managed to do with the card game. Um, it, it's it's simplified a lot of things, and it's mm -hmm. it's helped make the game a lot easier to run. And uh, when we ran it uh, at, to test it uh, for the review. Uh, where we got, I got an advanced copy. Uh, me and my crew put in the you know required games to uh, test it out and run the system, and then they immediately asked me to play more games, and I was like, oh nice. yeah, we're playing more games. 
It's so much good. Okay. Yeah. Well, I do have that time this weekend that I, I wasn't sure if we'd be streaming or what was going on, so I didn't schedule anything. So maybe I'll get a pickup game of the the adventure card game this weekend and see how it goes. Yeah. Well, as Caitlin 99 points out in chat, there is a special for the card game this year too. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, I know I said I wasn't gaming, I probably wasn't gaming, but one of my PaizoCon traditions is I get one game of the adventure card game in every year and it's at PaizoCon. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. <laughs> All right. And in the um, uh, F, uh, Elf Terio has pointed out that the books, and yeah, that's one of the things that makes it so much fun. And, and one of the things they took from the organized play inspiration is when you're playing through the um, adventures in this one, there's actually like story elements and, and cool box text and intro text that, and they really tie in the encounters and, and special rules for the encounters to make it really feel like you're on an adventure and not so much doing the, uh, like if you memorize the Rune Lords, a lot of that was kind of random or it was like built into like the flavor text on the cards. And later on with the adventure path and the organized play, they started increasing more of the storyline into the card game itself. And like Curse of the Crimson Throne is just filled with this stuff. And, and Dragon's Demand is what comes with the basic set. And I it really felt like we were playing a PFS scenario, except for we were just resolving combats differently. Well, that sounds really cool. That sounds really engaging. Because I know one of the things I, I had issue with originally was that I, I don't know, I, I felt like if I was playing with the same group of people, like I could just be playing Pathfinder or something. Um, but I know like for right now, especially with these pickup games, um, unless you're playing organized play or something that really affords it, like that could be really hard. So uh, the card game sounds like a good way to do that. So I'm kind of looking forward to it. Speaking of organized play, T for Goblins in chat asks, did PF2 get a special this year? So the last I heard was no, and I should point out, we are not giving official Paizo answers, but we are generally fairly well informed. So uh, last I heard was no, there is no organized play special for the RPG. Is that still, from what you both know, the latest news? I do not know. I have been entirely living uh, getting this ready for the past month. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. V, have I, you I heard? I haven't heard of one, but I must admit, um, as a player, I've been kind of on the outside of organized play recently, partially because a lot of my playtime has gone to an actual play podcast. I haven't been as involved as I would like to be in the organized play game community, mm-hmm. which stinks because I have a bunch of friends there. Um, so I'm a little behind on that, but uh, catching up, catching up. There is confirmation in chat that there's no P- PF2 special at PazoCon Online. They're saying there will be a 1-99 and a 2-00, but the details for that hasn't been released yet. Um, okay. Yeah, but Probably Gen Con? Maybe. Online? Yeah, Gen Con Online is something like a lot of us you know, just heard about, so I don't know mm. any of the details about how Gen Con Online is going to work. But sure. you know who probably does? Uh, that is going to be, of course, the organized play team who are having their marquee event Thursday, uh, the 28th, at 12 p.m. Pacific, that will be 3 p.m. Eastern time for our uh, regular listeners that are used to us speaking in Eastern time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Got a couple more questions from chat. Interesting one from Nohar the Shark. Do you think all these cons that had to cancel and move online will continue to have free online components in future years? Well, we've I mean, been... it's hard to say. <laughs> yeah, but we've been a pretty big part of Pazzo's Con's online components uh, mm-hmm. the, the last couple of years, especially. Uh, uh, so I don't know. We, we don't know. Like this, the future is uh, the future is crazy right now. 
and I am super optimistic uh, that there is a future right now, considering the near-apocalyptic uh, events that we're going through. By saying oh. you're optimistic that there is a future, you don't sound particularly optimistic. <laughs> I mean, it's better than the, like, you know, preparing my Mad Max car, which, you know, was honestly uh, in the back of my mind uh, of something I might have considered. But honestly, you can't really do much with a Kia Soul, especially when you're putting spray paint on your face. Mm. So one of the reasons I think we will see more online conventions, maybe not necessarily tied into the same weekend as the the physical convention, but maybe as like a halfway point between that, between when they do it. So like Gen Con would be around to December or November. Uh, one of the reasons I think is that we are learning and creating infrastructure as a community right now about how to do online conventions. Mm -hmm. So like a lot of people after this weekend are going to know OBS a lot better than they ever <laughs> thought they ever would. Yeah. People are getting better at virtual tabletops. Like one yeah. of the barriers to entry to doing these things has been removed by the necessity to learn how to do all of these things. And now you can confidently say we could run an online convention mm -hmm. because it is common knowledge how to run it and how to participate in one. Oh, absolutely. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we got, uh, as you said, more more online conventions in general. Like I know AetherCon's been doing it for a while, but now so many more uh, conventioneers, convention runners have gotten to have this online experience. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there was more augmented stuff. Like I know you're saying maybe not the same weekend, but, mm -hmm. but really if you have the staff for it and that's mm -hmm. the big trick, uh, then you can have someone running online games the same time. So it's like, Hey, I got to participate even if I wasn't physically there. So I, I, I think you're going to see a lot more of it. And, and well, so there are a couple of reasons that I was suggesting it wouldn't be at the same time. One is mm -hmm. because the staff is going to be preoccupied with doing the physical convention. Like Gen Con is run by about a dozen people. If you can, imagine that. And so asking them to also split their attention and do an online convention is asking a lot. But the other thing is that you can then keep your con in public consciousness. You can be like, mm -hmm. in November, there can be buzz about Gen Con, or I guess Gen Con's in August, so it'd be more like January. Mm -hmm. And they can mm -hmm. be advertising, oh, and online sales are going to start in a couple of months. Like, it's good for marketing, which would pay for having the convention for free. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a fundamental disadvantage when your entire business strategy is one weekend a year. Yeah, my uh, parents used to own an Irish pub, and basically St. Patrick's Day weekend was make or break for another year weekend. Oh, yeah. When I ran the game store, uh, the Christmas season was basically half of all our money. Well, it's important to point out that Paizo PR is telling us that PaizoCon had a Twitch stream last year with Marquee Seminars, mm -hmm. and will continue to do so in the future, uh, which is what's helped grow online play. So that... And and we were actually Param, you and I and Alex were all there helping run those mm -hmm. those streams last year. So, um, so yeah, yeah, we'll definitely be continuing to uh, broadcast these streams to folks that can't make it. So at least you can attend some of those big marquee seminars and get some of the big announcements firsthand, even if you can't physically attend. Absolutely. So I see that Randall Myers in chat, and that does remind me. I want to point out that normally we do not. Uh, sorry, no. This week, we do not have our regularly scheduled content, but normally there are blogs every day on nodirection.podcast.com, uh, and there are podcasts. Uh, we're up to eight out of 10 weekdays in a two-week cycle. And I just want to give a shout out to anyone that would normally have content up on Tuesdays. Mm -hmm. So Tuesday would normally be Digital Divination with John Godek and Ron Lundin. That's Paizo's Ron Lundin. It is a half hour to 45 minute podcast where people, uh, where the two hosts talk about a single Starfinder topic. They do a deep dive into it. Uh, they've talked about equipment levels. They've talked about uh, 
did they do Starship Combat? They definitely did encounter building and balancing and keeping it entertaining. Mm -hmm. And what's cool is that John Godak is an experienced player. Ron Lundin is a designer. And so they have very different perspectives on the same content. And it usually makes for a really interesting conversation. Next week, normally, or the, the opposite week, is Legend Lore, which is the same concept, but is a Pathfinder 2nd Edition podcast. It's with Paizo's Luis Loza and the No Direction, pod, or sorry, the no Direction Network's Lauren Sieg. And they do the same thing, deep dive into a single topic, and they uh, look at it from designer and player point of view. And it's interesting how those different those perspectives alter how they look at a single topic. Also, normally, we would have Andrew Marlowe's Burst of Insight out today, but he's been given the week off. Burst of Insight is a fun... It's, it's one of our broadest topic uh, blogs in that... It's a lot of GM advice. It's a lot of designer advice because Andrew is both a GM and a designer and just uh, different ways of looking at the game and different ways to draw inspiration for your game. And then the reason that Randall reminded me of this is that on Tuesdays, every other Tuesday, Randall Meyer writes Groundbreaking, which is a setting design blog with, uh, he is both designing a setting and giving pointers about how he's designing settings. And the last couple have been super interesting. They've been covering how to use uh, the magic that's available in the Pathfinder setting to recreate modern modern utilities. So he had one on bathrooms, he had one on cooking with magic, but he doesn't just say like use magic in place of technology. He then looks into what would the psychological reaction to people cooking with magic when there are also traditional chefs in the world. Like how would those two different perspectives clash? Uh, they've been really interesting. Some of his best work that he's done so far. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it is like, um, not to, to go back to a topic, um, the if even like traditionally made like miniatures and art, uh, there's been like a, a huge division with the people who have started using digital tools to sculpt versus the people that still use green stuff. And I know that that's also an analog now that the digital world has over has, has sort of replaced a lot of uh, uh traditional craftsmanships and industries and and good lord this this podcast stream new media has has not replaced old media but it sure has come in swinging uh mm-hmm. do we just need to take the word tech and replace with magic in a psychological sense even though it's not in a normal sense i mean it's significantly advanced technology it's basically magic it's basically magic <laughs> Oh gosh, that's why that's why we have spell failure percentages, isn't it? <laughs> I shouldn't have worn my plate mail today. So, uh, one interesting thing, uh, Peyton from Paizo was asking us what our favorite adventure paths were to play. Ooh, that's so hard. Uh, Rain of Winter. I, I know. Rain of, okay, so tell why is Rain of Winter your favorite? Okay, so it's for first edition. Uh, Rain of Winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, a lot of people think Reign of Winter is the cool, interdimensional craziness uh, adventure path. It's got Baba Yaga. It's got lots of fun uh, plane hopping, world hopping craziness in it. And that is very fun. But it is also mm-hmm. maybe the uh, most in-depth dive I've seen to the concept of Dark Fae and what sort of horrible uh, things that these... Uh, you know, uh, Scandinavian and Slavic fairy tales can bring to uh, a game table. I mean, these were horrible, horrible stories of of terrible things happening. And then when you reframe those things and put them into the concept of an adventure, they become horror stories. 
mm-hmm. instead of like fun little kid stories. No, no, no. There are nightmare scenarios. There's there was one particular encounter throughout Reign of Winter that is uh, made me think Nick Logue wrote it, even though he didn't. <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh. No, no. And, and also, it's especially like the first couple of parts and then the last couple of parts, when they really dive into what myth and fairy tale and like an overabundance of magic and otherworldness can mean to mm-hmm. a story and, and participating in that in an interactive storytelling method is just a concept and style of gameplay that you just do not get to do in RPGs because a lot of RPGs uh, with the the necessity of the uh, the adventuring structure and the expected levels and tiers of when you will acquire certain abilities, uh, don't get to play in a lot of those pools very often. And mm. uh, and instead of basically fantasy old west, which is what a lot of D and D Pathfinder style games actually are, uh, you, we really felt like we were uh, going through a a saga. Fantastic. So a lot of my adventure path experience as a player has uh, often been cut short because, you know, games dissolve. So it's really hard for me to pick that. And for years, my primary play experience was actually the organized play system uh, through Pathfinder Society. So rather than setting an adventure path, what I'll say is the La Sala arc, this Pathfinder uh, edition, first edition, season four, La Sala arc, which is about six or seven adventures long, was probably my favorite. So that's about the size of like one book, let's say. Oh, but my gosh, that was just such an exciting story with a fantastic finale, a great end, and some wonderful moments in there. And I'd say that that was probably one of my favorite sort of story-based, you know, overarching gaming experiences um, that have completed. I'm, I'm playing in some adventure paths now that I expect to get to the end of, but it's hard to pick a favorite when I'm still at the beginning of them, so... Um, but in terms of story, that season four, like so much so that when I was debating getting, getting a tattoo, I thought about the LaSallan sigil. And then people said, that's super evil. Do you want to be super evil and tattoo <laughs> that on your body? And I'm like, kinda. <laughs> um, uh, but it's just even the design of LaSala's holy symbol, like the, the seven point Sahedron rune is just so cool. Like everything about it is just so neat. I just love it. So. Uh, I will I will gush and geek out about that any day, any day. How about you, Ryan? Well, uh, I'm not just saying this to plug Adventurous, our actual play, but <laughs> Wrath of the Righteous has been absolutely incredible. We are only in book two, and yet it feels like we have done so much. It has been so dense and so easy to invest into our characters and into the plot, which in my past experience, a lot of the times, especially in the early books, you are not that invested in the plot. You might not even know what the plot is until mm-hmm. book three or four. But no, we know right from the beginning what our goal is. We know why. We are all on board. Crystal has been absolutely off the charts as our GM. She knows this adventure path unbelievably well. If she has been improvising, she is a master at improv. If she just takes incredible notes, then she takes incredible notes. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm in War for the Crown. Crown. I said oh, I said okay. something completely different. Yes, War for the totally Crown different. is the adventure like, path. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. War I, for I, the Crown is really good. Hmm. Um, yeah. I, I am. I get to guest play with you, which is fun. Um, and I'm just astounded at uh, like all the intricacies and all these NPCs. And Crystal just gives them each their own unique voice. Like it is a very role play heavy adventure path. It seems, uh, at least during book two. Uh, but 
I think that's great. Like if that's what your your group is into is all this spy work and intrigue and who's doing what to whom and can you un untangle all these plots from these these scheming nobles? It's it's wonderful. Yeah, Very there nice. is so much going on. It feels like anything that is mentioned, we can explore very deeply. We can go into these super deep rabbit holes with even insignificant <laughs> seeming NPCs. Oh, yeah. Well, we're good at that. Yeah. Well, and I like when some of those rabbit holes end up being the plot, either because Crystal has weaved us back onto mm -hmm. track or because we just picked up on something that was a little more subtle than it should have been. It, it was subtle and yet we we followed the way through. Uh, it just feels like we are constantly in control of what's going on and everything can be influenced. So Quincy Forder is asking, what is the pitch for War for the Crown? You want to just give, give folks who are not familiar a, a quick rundown of what that's about? Sure, Param. Okay, so uh, for those of you who have read the Lost Omens World Guide, uh, you uh, you might notice that uh, Taldor changed recently uh, between how you might have read it in previous editions and now, and that's because Emperor Stavian uh, took an arrow to the chest, and that proved to be unhealthy. Uh, and, of course, because it's Taldor, and that place was never stable to begin with, I mean, just traveling across it can get you randomly attacked by uh, guard dogs with uh, spoiled, corrupt uh, guardsmen at uh, at midnight, uh, which is a callback to one of Season Zero's adventures that I enjoyed in my very first Pathfinder experience, actually. Um, you need to expect that, of course, not everybody agrees on who exactly should be the next Emperor and uh, of course, as as players, we uh, much, much, much preferred uh, that it be the crowned princess to become the next mm -hmm. empress. Sure. And uh, I mean, the other guy's a jerk. So yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> there's a lot of jerks. I know there are, and and true. we're playing some of them. Uh, Kemlock says, "Utopia forever." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so we are the, uh, you play the, the secret agents uh, of the crown trying to help Utropia rise to power through stealth, guile, and deft cunning and manipulation in court, as well as cunning intrigues. Or you mm -hmm. stumble through it, uh, making as much noise as possible like we are. <laughs> you know well, what's funny for your group is very um i should say our group since i got joined to it uh is very skill-based yet for all of their skill-based and sort of diplomatic ability <laughs> there are some skill challenges that are just like what is happening here we have some skill challenges it's true stealth being a big one being a big one yeah uh one of the things i was thinking of is is like the mission to steal a particular fish that just went completely belly up if i can uh pun uh yeah it... oh yeah yeah it, which, which <laughs> drives me nuts because i actually built my character entirely around stealth and i'm never really asked to do much of the stealthy parts oh no <laughs> all right we're gonna have to get you more on the stealth missions then oh man oh another adventure path that is totally worth shouting out to is one of the newer ones for second edition age of ashes and one of the things i really love about age of ashes as a gm is there are so many fun characters to get to play throughout the entire ap and sprinkled into places that you wouldn't normally run into fun characters uh the first uh the first 
volume of the adventure path is essentially a really long dungeon crawl and it's the kind of dungeon crawl where you're going in and then out and then back into the dungeon over and over again and okay. throughout the entire thing there are these really fun characters you discover either outside of the dungeon that you're interested in or inside of the dungeon um, and I have loved all the role-playing opportunities as a GM and all the very funny voices uh, that Ryan has inspired me to do that I get to use uh, during play, and I did not expect that from a dungeon crawl, and and, my, and that has continued through as the adventures go on. I, it's, it's definitely like the Saturday morning cartoon of Pathfinder Adventures. Nice. Interesting. Saturday morning cartoon of Pathfinder Adventures. <laughs> Okay. That is one of the few adventure paths that even though I don't expect to ever play in it, I just want to read it. I want to read it for the entertainment value of the story that they are telling. Uh, there is one more adventure path that I think we should bring up, and that is Kingmaker. This is an adventure path that I tried to play with two separate groups. We both we got to book three both times, and then uh, it petered out. I think the second one petered out about two sessions after where we left off in the first group. And then the video game came out, and I was very excited about that. And I got it. I, I backed it on Kickstarter, and I, I I played a good solid ten hours of that. And uh, it's it's sitting in my queue to hopefully one day get back to. And now, now it's coming up for second edition. I did not back it, but I have been following the story of its development since it was posted on uh, the tabletop crowdfunding game on tabletop. Campaign. There we go. Game on tabletop. Mm -hmm. um, and I am looking forward to the panel that's coming up in about half an hour where they're going to be talking about it and considering if I should give it one more go, a fourth time that I try Kingmaker, this time in second edition, because it's just, I, I love the mechanics. I love the idea of taking this undeveloped area and just developing it and the area kind of fighting against your development. There's a lot going on in this adventure path. It's a cool premise, a great setting, and it's something that it it's killed me that I have not gotten further in this adventure path than I have. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see what they say about the, the 2E version of Kingmaker in the next panel. Uh, I, I think they're going to do some really great things. I've only gotten a chance to play the Owlcat version, the video game. Um, and, uh, and it's exciting. And so like, it seems so much fun. I'm thinking like, this has been a great venue, but I really want to play this at the table. Uh, and now with second edition, I think that's a lot more possible. So, um, that's really cool. Yeah, and yeah, between the Alcat version and the second edition version of Kingmaker, Kingmaker has been revisited almost as often as Rise of the Rune Lords. Mm -hmm. It's basically the second marquee adventure path for Paizo. And well, with this with this release, it's going to be more, right? Because they have a video game, a first edition, a second edition, fifth edition. Like they have all these releases for it. They don't have a card game yet, so I think oh, Rise wow. of the Rune Lords. Maybe it ties Rise of the Rune Lords. Wow. Perhaps, perhaps. Uh, Chad is actually going on and on about Extinction Curse, which is the second edition adventure path where PCs get to play circus folk, um, which I actually am playing right now with the folks over at Roll for Combat. So, uh, and Lauren from the No Direction Network is over there, uh, and and Rob Pontius is also playing with me over there. Uh, so yeah, we're we're playing Extinction Curse, and it's fun. Yeah. You're talking about wacky characters. There is so many wacky characters. Let me tell you, when when you're a circus member, you run into a bunch of strange folk. And they are wonderful. They're really fun. And Roll for Combat will be running a uh, live play mm -hmm. for PaizoCon online on Thursday at 4 p.m. Mm -hmm. Pacific time. If you want to go check that out, uh, I do recommend you do so. 
chat oh, yeah. had an interesting debate. Well, not really debate, just some people were saying things about Kingmaker we forgot. So for example, the Goblin Works game was in the Kingmaker setting. And mm -hmm. then somebody came back with Rise of the Rune Lords had an audio drama. So it is right. interesting just how many ways these two adventure paths have been interpreted and reinterpreted by Paizo over the years. My favorite odd interpretation is the child theatrical version of Rise of the Rune yes. Lords that, that exists. Oh I believe the video of that played at the first PaizoCon I went to, either the first or the second. Uh, and it was it was fun. It was really well done. They had the props on hand and they were amazing. And like the dog slicers were made of metal. They were properly forged swords. Uh, it It is mind-blowing. It is way better than you would actually think it would be. And I know there's a Cobalt Quarterly article about it somewhere. And I don't know if the video of the performance is online somewhere, but there are... There were a series of blog posts about it. This is something that if you are wondering, like, what is he talking about? The child performance of Rise of the Rune Lords. It mm -hmm. is worth tracking down all you can because they did an amazing job. Mm -hmm. yep. Oh, yeah. Um, so Eddie Flash has said that the Pathfinder Adventure card game Kingmaker Adventure Path was confirmed. So mm -hmm. I think Kingmaker has more out than Rise of the Rune Lords at this point in terms of representation for Paizo Adventure Paths. Uh, Eric Mona just came in and chat and said the director of the play passed away last week. So that's, oh no! Yeah, I'm so sorry. It's really sad. Yeah, and well, well that's... yeah. All right. Well, shout out to Tom Beckett because this is something that ten years later, the legend of what he put on continues. And mm -hmm. like, as soon as you brought it up, Param, I got super excited because it's something mm -hmm. I hadn't thought about in years. It was one of but our... it coming back to mind really. Uh, brought back some great memories. One of our earliest interviews too uh, was with 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 Mr. Beckett. So that should be in our podcast archives way 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 back in the day. Mm -hmm. what, was it? You know, at this point, I... we've been doing this for hundreds and hundreds of episodes. That I might be inventing podcasts that we've never done before. <laughs> like somebody, yeah, we probably interviewed them seven times. Uh, all right, so uh, everybody, uh, speaking of making everything better, uh, soon we need to go in order to prepare for the next panel and make sure oh. that you all do get to enjoy that Kingmaker Marquee panel coming up here in just 20 minutes. So thank you all so much for joining us. Do stay tuned uh, and at least be back here in time for that Kingmaker panel at 12 p.m. Pacific time which is, I said, 19 minutes now from right now. So you have a little bit of time, go get a drink, use mm -hmm. the restroom, and be back for a fantastic panel on the Kingmaker Adventure Path. The New Direction Network's PaizoCon Online 2020 seminar coverage was made possible thanks to the KD Con team, consisting of Jefferson J. Thacker, also known as Param, Ryan Costello, Alexander Agunas, Vanessa Hoskins, Randall Meyer, Dustin Knight, and John Godek. Special thanks to Paizo's social media producer Peyton Smith and the entire Paizo staff. For more great Pathfinder, Starfinder, and other RPGs news, reviews, podcasts, and blogs, check out NoDirectionPodcast.com. <laughs> <laughs>